Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. I want to welcome you guys to the program on Saturday morning. It's it's pretty early on the West Coast where I'm doing the show from. It's about 945. It's probably middle of the afternoon uh, for my fellow listeners out on the East Coast and somewhere in between for, for the rest of the country, obviously. This is the Saturday of edition of Yeah, I Said It. Obviously, it's me today, and it's not Jeff or two other of the wise men uh, doing the program. And that would be the Oracle of the Site and also Brian Anthony Davis, the Oracle, obviously being Dave Schofield. I want to apologize there. I was sending a text out while I was coming up with the name. But, you know, I, I like doing this on Saturday morning. Typically, you would have me, you know, on here with a little bit of coffee. But... um I'm waiting to get some creamer. So, uh, uh, of course, I, I'm not having my coffee with you. But consider this, you know, your, your Sunday morning, or excuse me, Saturday morning dialogue with your boy Big Swa, a.k.a., you know, always known as Lance Williams, or I should say that in reverse. Lance Williams, always known as Big Swa. And so I'm glad you guys can join me before we jump into the program. I want to also give a big shout out to my co-host of the standard is the standard and the Steelers post game, Jeff Hartman, who is finally getting a break, did about three pods in a row. You have me this entire weekend. You got me on Saturday. You will also have me on Sunday uh, doing, I believe it's the Steelers burning question. I got to check with Jeff, but I have a question that I want to jump into, and I think it's the burning question. Also want to big, send a big shout out to the couple of people who are on the live chat. But I want you to enjoy your Steeler breakfast or your Steeler lunch with me. And maybe if you're in Japan or somebody else, your Steeler dinner. But what I want to jump into in this program, before I do that, though, we have the Super Chat feature. If you want to ask a question in the program, hit the Super Chat feature, the dollar sign in the lower right-hand corner. Or I should, Yeah, lower right-hand corner for you because you'll be looking at the screen. Hit that. Ask your question. Big up to Philip, who just joined the live chat. Also, but more than that, I want you, if you like the program, even if you dislike the program, hit the like, because you might like to dislike me, So, which means you would hit a like. And if you just like the program, you hit a like. But I think from the live chat, you can kind of see where I'm going to go into on this particular program. In this particular program of, yeah, I said it, and my goal is to be a little bit more positive on the show. You know, I, I like to give you guys uh, my real thoughts. And like Phillips says, I'm a Steeler fan who keeps it real. But I, but I'm I'm going to try to look for some uh, for for some things, just some more pop, not necessarily positive spins, but just some different ways to kind of approach it and some different nuggets. So as I said, this yeah I said it is called simply the Steelers need to turn Mason Rudolph loose. Simply they need to turn the young man loose. Now for all you economists out there and I'm not an economist although I did do some graduate level economics work at Carnegie Mellon but that was some time ago. But I'm not an economist by trade. But you can break down economics, economics, excuse me, very basically as simply 
micro and macro economics. Big up to Lee Willis, Perryville Avenue, north side of the house, 15233-15212. Big up Columbus Avenue, Pennsylvania Avenue, Sheffield Street. You know how we do. You can break it down into microeconomics and macroeconomics. Now, for this particular program, I might get into both or I might make this a two-part. But right now, just think of macro as large scale, large scale stuff, 64,000 feet stuff, stuff that's way up here. And I'm putting my hand over my head clumsily on YouTube if you're listening to the program via podcast. And microeconomics, think of leprechaun small, real small, wee, wee small, small scale, very granular stuff, stuff on, you know, a play-by-play braces that a coach would break down in a particular game. Think of that level. But I want to start on a macro level because I want to look at it at 64,000 feet. I want to look at the big top-down level, just the big level to see how Mason Rudolph, how tur- and why they need to turn Mason Rudolph loose. And Cheka 12, we will get to that question because that is a very interesting question about Josh Gordon that I kind of uh, talked about in an earlier program this week on the Standards of Standard. From a macro, large-scale level, here are some of the reasons why I think they have to turn Mason Rudolph loose. Simply one, from an evaluation standpoint, I know a lot of you in the live chat love Ben Roethlisberger. You are Ben Roethlisberger fans. I'm a fan of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm a fan of the work that he's done for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a fan of the two championships that he's brought the Pittsburgh Steelers, getting the Steelers to six championships. I'm not a fan of some of the noise and some of the other stuff that go along with Ben Roethlisberger being quarterback, but I do know this. Ben is in his 14th, 15th year. Ben's 37, 38 years of age. Ben is currently injured with an elbow injury that he is out for the entire season. Those are facts. Hashtag facts. With that being said, And I also know that Ben Roethlisberger was just extended. But with that being said, it is time to figure out if you have the quarterback of the future on your roster. And the way you can do that, only way you can figure that out is by turning him loose so you can get the proper evaluation of him as a player. Now, I appreciate that they're trying to keep the game plans fairly simple. And from a micro level, they're giving him small digestible pieces that he can execute properly to enable the Pittsburgh Steelers to win football games. However, I'm never saying that you should necessarily sacrifice wins and losses for some other goal or purpose. But I think there's a medium in which or or, or there's a sweet spot in which you can turn Mason Rudolph loose and let him execute the entirety of the offense while still trying to win football games. For instance, why not let Mason Rudolph run a no huddle? Now, instead of having the whole no huddle offense at his disposal, during preparation, you give Mason Rudolph some parameters at which he can run the no huddle. 
So what does that do, for example, as an evaluation piece? Typically, when a quarterback is running tempo, running the no huddle, they are calling the plays based on what they identify. They are allowed to call plays. They are allowed to make checks. They're allowed to audible in and out of different things that they see. If they have coached him up to the point where he can do that, they need to turn him loose and allow him to do that. Why? This would give them a perfect opportunity to evaluate the young man from the neck up and from an execution point. Can he read defenses on the fly? Can he execute the offense crisply while calling his own plays and reading the defense and not getting input from the headset? Can we get past him just calling the play or running the play that is called? So from an evaluation standpoint, if Mason Rudolph goes out there and he executes the no huddle, does it crisply and does it well, it does two things. It gives you a great piece of information in terms of his evaluation as the future quarterback, future potential starter of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, it gives the Steelers the best opportunity to win football games. Because think back a couple of years ago, Ben was absolutely deadly and filthy in a no-huddle offense. It puts defenses at, at risk because they can't substitute. It gets them quickened. It gets them playing in a frenzy, and you can attack certain personnel packages and personnel on the field by not letting them substitute. So that would give that would that would do two things. It would give the Steelers great evaluation information, as well as it would allow the Steelers to be more effective in their offense to go out and win games. So that's a case where you can, from a macro, you can use micro information to make a macro decision and that's how you if you can combine both you can get to this micro evaluation that you need to do because point number two the Steelers are in a division where the Browns and the Ravens have identified their quarterback of the future and uh, and what's the bait what's the biggest thing you need as a football team or what's the biggest thing in terms of evaluating a football team that you can use to predict future success the two things in my opinion are solid offensive line and a solid quarterback if you have identified your quarterback of the future it puts your franchise in an enviable position you're not constantly trying to find that position and hunt for that leader of your offense you need elite to above average quarterbacks to compete for championships in the National Football League. And that's what this is about. That's what this is about. This is about winning championships. And you will do that and have an opportunity to do that consistently if you have a franchise quarterback or if you have identified that next signal caller that can be your guy for the foreseeable future. The freak show in Baltimore is their guy. They're going to continue to hone his passing ability because he's an absolute freak show. And Baker, big mouth faker Mayfield, is a number one draft pick, overall draft pick. So he's the guy that they are going to invest assets in. 
The Steelers, on the other hand, have an old franchise quarterback coming off of an elbow injury. They don't have their quarterback of their future. They have their quarterback of the now, but not of the future. The other thing is, if you can identify your quarterback of the future, or if you can evaluate Mason Rudolph to a point where you think he's your quarterback of the future, you can move on from Ben Roethlisberger. And if you move on from Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm sure they would take a substantial cap hit, but they could eat that meal over the course of a season. And what it would do, because you have a quarterback on a rookie sca- on a rookie salary who wasn't a first-round draft pick on a rookie contract, it allows you to freely spend more money to build your roster and build your team out. I don't have those stats in front of me, but you know, I'm sure Dave Schofield knows it that, you know, about you know how these teams that are competing for championships, that you know, you know, how they're able to compete. Uh, you know, better by, you know, having a quarterback that you're not giving, you know, 15 to 20 percent of your salary cap to. So because you have two teams in the division that identified their quarterback of the future, it is imperative that the Steelers get along with that process with Mason Rudolph. And the only way to do that is by again. Yeah, I said it. The Steelers need to turn Mason Rudolph lose. They need to take the training wheels off of the young man and allow him to play football. Also, in a smaller point, from a macro level, this is a passing league. There are free yards available to you in the short to intermediate passing game, particularly short that defenses will give to you. This is no longer a running league. You are not going to consistently win football games by running the ball 40-plus times. The running game is a complement to the passing game. They have to pass the football because it is a passing league, and you better be able to make big plays in the passing game. So that's on a, on a macro level as well. That's why they have to turn him loose. Because if you've got an inexperienced quarterback, the one thing you're not going to do if you want to score points consistently is have to depend on him matriculating the football down the field slowly and trying to score on 10, 12, 13, 14 play drives because that's when the young man will make a mistake. So again, on a macro level, the first point, you have to evaluate this guy. By turning him loose, that's the only way to make a proper evaluation as to whether Mason Rudolph can be that quarterback of the future. Number two, it's a passing league, and you have to do it because turning him loose because the other teams in your division, namely the Ravens and the Browns, have identified their quarterbacks of the future. And if those guys are good, and if the Steelers do not find theirs, the Steelers will be behind the eight ball in the division for the future because they do not have a quarterback of the future. Let me say that again because I kind of I kind of said it like that. 
They need to identify if Mason Rudolph is the quarterback of the future because the Ravens and Browns have identified those guys. If the Steelers don't have one, they, for the foreseeable future, will not be a driver of the division because they could be constantly chasing you know, that rapper to find that next guy. And the last big macro kind of piece here is simply the old school adage, scare money don't make none. Went to the local bodega, the wolf down a hero. Q-tip, tribe called Quest. Midnight, the night is on my mind. Yeah, the sun will still shine, but the night is on my mind. So parlay as I drop this rhyme. Scared money don't make none. Scared money don't make none. Period. And Drew, you know what I'm talking about, Drew. I'm talking about the Steelers need to turn Mason Rudolph loose. If you want to win football games, you have to turn guys loose. And, and Grayson, you are right as well. The running game can, can loosen stuff up because you can bring safeties in the box. Both elements complement each other. You are true, but you need to pass the ball effectively in this NFL, particularly how it's being called, and for the free yards the teams will give you, particularly in the short to intermediate passing games. But scared money don't make none. You can't hide quarterbacks and win consistently. The game plan that you saw against the Chargers will not work consistently. Quarterbacks have to make plays, period. Scared money don't make none. The Steelers have to turn Mason Rudolph loose, period, point blank. Got to be able to evaluate the kid. Got to see if he's your quarterback of the future. That way that has ramifications on your roster construction and how you want to move forward. And bottom line, scared money don't make none. Now, XADB asked the question, what if he starts throwing picks? Then you adjust your game plan. That doesn't mean you throw it 45 times a game. That doesn't mean you run it 45 times a game. It means you identify some things in the playbook in that particular game that he can execute well. And it depends on why he's throwing the picks. Are they contested picks where he's making a proper read and a guy makes a play on your wide receiver? Is it he's throwing? Is he not seeing the field clearly? Maybe it's running the ball a little bit more and establishing play action to, to get some better looks. But you can't play scared, period. You can't play scared. Scared money don't make none. So on a macro level, you got to be able to evaluate this guy. You got to turn him loose because you got to see if he's your quarterback of the future because your divisional opponents and rivals have established their quarterbacks of the future. And the Steelers do not want to be behind the eight ball when it comes to that. And lastly, scared money don't make none. Now, in terms of the micro level, and that's the smaller level. You know, that, that's that smaller, granular level when it comes to in the game. So, again, on, on a smaller level, in, in terms of, I mean, in terms of play, you know, on, on that smaller level, you have to be able to loosen up boxes. 
And if you want to run a football game, you have to loosen up some boxes, right? So you're going to have to complete some passes deep. You're going to have to complete some intermediate stuff. You're going to have to get the safety out of the hole. Once you get the safety out of the hole, bam, you can run the football. You can be balanced. Also, the biggest thing about why they have to turn him loose is because, bottom line, the running game is not good enough to lean on to win football games consistently. The Steelers right now are probably, this might be the worst I've seen their running game in quite some time. This could be historically low in terms of yards per carry, yards per game. Um, I think they're estimated, if I looked at the numbers, I think in terms of a football team overall, they're only going to, I mean, get at their pace now about 1,300 yards total for 16 games. That's atrocious. They were terrible last year. So if you can't run the ball effectively, they can't run it good enough to support a young quarterback. So that's another reason why they have to turn him loose. They have to turn him loose overall so the offense can get better. Because if you want to win games every week, you're not going to do it with James Conner in this running game. So just from a small micro level, they're going to have to turn it loose in that regard to win football games every week. Because it gives them their best chance to win. You can loosen the box. You can start being balanced. And you have to start connecting on some things downfield to help complement a running game that is inconsistent. But let me jump into the live chat because you guys have been pretty fired up. And uh, let me jump into the beginning of the live chat and jump into some of your points. And again, we have the super chat feature. Um, If you want to hit that, you can get your question up to the top. I'm going to go back to the top and kind of roll through these things and kind of get to some of these. Also, if you dig the show, hit the like button. We need those. We want to get to 5,000 subscribers um, on YouTube, followers on YouTube. So if you haven't followed the show, make sure you follow the show. That would be an awesome Christmas gift to us, along with getting Jeff his Mason Rudolph jersey. Um, Let me go with this. Steeler Y360 Nation. Lance, the problem with us fans is, are the Steelers holding Mason back or Mason doesn't have the confidence to throw downfield? And that's inter- and, and that's interesting. I would say from what I saw in the preseason and from what I saw from the young man in college, he has the ability to throw the ball downfield. I think it's a case of the Steelers holding him back. And I mean, Tomlin said it earlier that the quarterback and the offense were in a fragile state. So I think it's a case of, and we got to remember, they see him every day. They may not feel he's ready enough to be turned loose. Um, Again, big up to Lee Willis, uh, big up to Drew. I graduated in economics. Big up to you, homeboy. Hopefully I gave you a, a, a sufficient macro and micro definition of economics. Uh, Checker 12 jumped in. This is a question I wanted to I wanted to jump in real quick. Is Josh Gordon really the answer for the Steelers having only one touchdown this season? Absolutely not. Josh Gordon is a guy that struggles with drugs. And that's not to say I'm not disparaging anyone who struggles with drugs because 
I've had relatives in my family who struggle with drugs. I think we all have. He's not the guy. You don't want that type of element in the locker room. And he's not. And if you do want that element in your locker room, he would have to have 10 touchdowns. And of course, if he had 10 touchdowns, he'd still be a Patriot. He's not good enough for the risk that you might take. So let me see this. Uh, Philip <laughs> quoted me. Uh, I hope Mason Rudolph sends Ben to an early retirement. That's what we would want as a football team. You would want, as a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, for Mason Rudolph to be that guy, to be that next level guy. So the quarter, so the Steelers would have the quarterback of the future for the next ten years. You want him to be that guy. Uh, Kevin dropped a comment. Uh, that's what kind of offense he is to drop back and sling that thing. Absolutely, he needs to drop back and sling that thing for the things that I talked about. Earl Lewis chimed in. They need to allow him to be free so they can see what they need to do to work on with him. And and that's a great macro point. That's kind of like a macro, a macro micro point, because unless you turn him loose in games to allow him to operate a more a, a bigger portion of the book, or the game book or the playbook, how do you know what he can do? Unless he tries to do it, you don't know if he can do it. And I understand the coaches, Quagmire, they're kind of trying to say, well, you know, these games do count. Uh, so they're kind of in that mixed up spot. Do we turn them loose to see if he can do it? I mean, there has to be some medium that they have to find in there. Um, Grayson Brown chimed in. Coaching has been holding this team back for the whole season. Lots of bonehead plays and cute game plans. Yeah, that 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 Wildcat stuff was real cute. And, and that did that was a big issue in that raving game. Um, X Eddie B chimed in. Depends on how the Dolphins game plan. If they choose to leave the running backs one-on-one in the passing game, why not take it all day? I agree. And some of this does fluctuate in-game. But to X Eddie B's point. I think one of the biggest evaluating chips, like I said at the top of the program, is let him run a no huddle. Let him run no huddle and tempo, and then you'll get a great viewpoint as to whether he's the guy. So let me jump into some of your more questions. So Shanna Yvette said, if they ran a no huddle with Duck, no reason to do the same with Mason, hoping he's holding a fear of another concussion from a hard hit. Um, I'm not sure they ran a no huddle with Duck. Um, somebody have to correct me if they did, uh, but but sure they need to turn this loose again because of the things I stated early in the program. Uh, let me jump into uh, a a new question from a new listener on the program. Uh, but Grayson Brown, I mean you you are giving some excellent points. Uh, Mario LaGuardia, LaGuardia Airport, big up, holla if you hit me. Uh, not only if you want to win football games, also you truly want to know if Mace can be a potential replacement to Ben. You got to see if he can play. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I mean, this isn't rocket science. Like, I don't try to come out here and give you guys rocket science points or any of that. It's just clearly. I mean, look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let the guy play. I mean, this is a perfect. I mean, this is a season where I, I hate to say lost seasons or something like that, but this is a season where I, I think the fan base would accept turning Mason Rudolph loose because I think the fan base realizes. Without Ben Roethlisberger, this team can't compete for a championship. And it's not a bad thing, per se. That's just where you are. And But you can't come out of this year not knowing if Mason Rudolph can play. That would, that would be the worst-case scenario for this season. 
you possibly don't go to playoffs, and you don't know if the guy that you invested so many resources and assets to to move up to get can play or not. That would be disastrous if you come out of this year in that predicament. Let me chime down and see if there's some more points. Let me jump into um, a comment by Earl Lewis. Earl Lewis wrote, O-line needs to open up holes for the run game. The defense needs to be better at getting off the field on third down. I agree with those points. Um, I, I, I think those are excellent points, and we talked about some of those um, early in the program. Um, so Guy Rowe chimed in in the last point. Um, if I were to guess what Mason is going to do, I think that he's going to try to target Juju a lot more or dump it off. That's another thing. That's another micro thing. They've got to turn him loose to get the true value out of Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, Juju getting four targets. I mean, Juju's numbers are absolutely terrible, and it's largely as a result of the inconsistent play at the quarterback position. But they need to let Mason turn it loose, let him rip it, and let him rip it and try to get it to Juju. So, again, yeah, I said it. The Steelers need to turn Mason Rudolph loose. One, macro scale, large scale. You got to be able to evaluate them. You have to be able to evaluate them. You have to find your quarterback of the future more quickly, sooner than later, because your rivals in the division have done so. Namely, the Browns and the Ravens. One of the same. Brown Raven, the same team, double twice. Uh, scared money don't make none. Scared money don't. Makeup and big up to Antonio Brown. Thanks for the 199. Happy Halloween. Bring back the mask already. Uh, the mask will come back after victories. I didn't already told you guys that the mask will come back after victories on a micro level. They have to turn him loose because the running game is not good enough to lean on to win football games. They don't have a dominant running game where they can hide the guy. They can't do that. They have to loosen up the box by throwing it up top, getting that safety out of the hole, which will also aid the running game, which will make them more balanced. And because this is a passing league, your best chance to win is simply if you turn your quarterback loose and let him make plays. So big up to Earl Lewis, new terms, macro and micro. Big up to you guys as well. Um, Drew chimed in. Hey, Antonio, were you talking about the mask? Were you talking about the Oh, I get it now. Antonio Brown, I I, I get it now. Sorry, it's early. Uh, Mr. Third and Fifth wants to give me $2 to bring Mr. Third and Fifth back. Um, I love it. I, I bring Antonio back. I love it from the perspective of they could sell the pay-per-view on the zone. And instead of watching decent boxing matches, we could go, they could put it on the zone. We could chime in on the zone. They could put a makeshift uh, boxing ring in the locker room. And, you know, Ben might have to shed a few pounds to get down to the weight class of Antonio Brown, but we could put in uh, world-class trainers Robert Garcia in one corner, Freddie Roach in another corner, and bam, we could let them two face off for charity. What's up? So ex-Eddie B, thank you for the $2. I don't know if Eddie asked the question, but we thank you for the super chat. Uh, let me jump into some of your questions. If you guys have some questions 
uh, before we get out of here, just just pop them in. And um, I will take all the questions um, in the live chat after X Eddie B's $2 super chat. Philip asked, Lance, how do you feel about Elliot over Skipper? I don't mind. I mean, I you know, I don't have much to say about those type of guys, but I, I mean, I don't mind. Skipper's a pass rusher. You know, you, you could value a pass rusher over Elliot, but Elliot, like Jeff said earlier this week, he's been in the Steeler program, so he knows. Uh, so if you're in, a, you're in an issue with an outside linebacker depth issue, he knows the playbook's been in the program. You could plug him in briefly. What are your predictions for Mason Rudolph's stats? I'm thinking – you know, maybe uh, 20 of 28, uh, maybe for about 235, a couple of touchdowns and a pick. Um, <laughs> Antonio Brown, best $2 I ever spent. Uh, uh, let me see if there's any more questions in here. Who is a good offensive coordinator you'd rather see running the Steelers offense than Randy? Um who would that be? Um, who runs some good stuff? I mean, he's a head coach. I love what Kyle Shanahan is doing up in San Francisco. Um, um, give me, um, give me the coordinator, um, Eric Bieniemy. Give me the coordinator, Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. Bring in Eric Bieniemy. I love what Kansas City does. Uh, who do you prefer starting next to Bush, Barron or Vinny? And, and Jeff talked about this yesterday. I, I didn't think it was going to be Vinny, but I'm preferring Vinny. If you can mitigate Vinny's issues in coverage, then you have to start Vinny. Vinny's better in the run, and he's a better blitzer than Barron. Barron's asset was coverage, and Barron is not playing well in coverage. And so I think Barron will be the sub-package guy um, if they play a lot of subs, if they play nickel. Um, I think he'll probably be the dimebacker because I think they'll probably keep Vinny in and nickel so i would prefer Vinny at this point how do you feel about the coordinator so far this year um i think keith butler's doing a pretty good job integrating these new pieces and they're continuing to get after the quarterback they have to be better on third down um i'm not really impressed by feetner i think feetner again to this program has to turn mason rudolph loose uh philip asked lance are you going trick-or-treating if dressed if so dressed as who no i just buy the candy now man i just put the bucket out front turn the light on when the kids say trick-or-treat, I hand out the candy. But if I was, I'd dress up with Tomlin. I'd have a clipboard. I'd have these headphones, and I'd have a game plan, and I'd go outside and say, obviously. Will the Steelers cut Moncrief? Ab absolutely. He's gone. They're going to cut him and get that third-round pick. 98671 asks, what's our number one need in the second round of the draft? I think it's a wide receiver, honestly. Or, or depending on if they lose Javon Hargrave, it's a defensive lineman, but I, I think it's a wide receivers. They need they need a wide receiver or a tight end. They they need some playmakers on the offensive side of football. Who's to blame for Mason Rudolph not being let go? It's probably Mike Tomlin and Feetner. Um, I, I think it's probably Tomlin. I know when your head coach comes out and says, you know, that the offense is is, is compromised essentially or, or 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 in a fragile position, it's the head coach, and he's finally down to Feetner. Uh, let me jump into another question before I get out of here. Is Davis coming back? He might make a good sub package safety when they play three safeties. That that's good. I think I hope he does. I don't think he will because Minka Fitzpatrick is playing so well, and I think they like the rotation of Cam Sutton and Hilton back there as 
these kind of hybrid nickel guys, one a cover guy, one a blitzer guy. And so I don't think Davis will come back. Uh, let me jump into a couple more questions. Uh, Lance, final score prediction for Monday's game. You've got to listen to the standard. Is the standard to get my prediction. Got to tease that other show. Go listen to that show, Philip. Like it and listen and get our predictions. Uh, Gyro asks, do you think the Steelers will make a big move before the deadline? Possibly A.J. Green or Keenan Allen. You're going to have to wait until tomorrow. And that is my burning question. I think it's the burning question tomorrow. And my burning question for tomorrow that I'm going to jump in is, should the Steelers make another trade before the deadline? And I'm glad I'm going to write it down. And I'm glad you brought up those names. Um, big up to Keenan Allen. He's a fellow Cal Bear. I would love for them to have Keenan Allen. Uh, so I'm, we're going to jump into that uh, tomorrow about whether the Steelers should make a trade. Uh, Darren Dalton asks, and this might be my last question here, thoughts on trading out Ben for some heavy compensation, a first-rounder or an elite wide receiver? Me and Jeff have talked about this at nauseum. you got to check out some of the other shows, Darren. Um, I'm absolutely on board on, on that. You know that. Uh, big up to Kathy Fared. Uh, Hopefully I pronounced your name right. Thank you for the $5 Super Chat. Great thesis, RE goal of the season. My name rhymes with horrid. Oh, <laughs> Kathy Forrid, like a forehead, but forehead, horrid. I hope that wasn't your nickname when you were growing up, forehead, horrid. Oh, but you're right. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment, Kathy. Great thesis, RE goal of the season. And, I, and, and, and if they come out of this season not having made a proper evaluation of Mason Rudolph, if we all think – if if, if if they have a chance to go to the playoffs, they're going to have to do it. Just take the chance to go to the playoffs. But if you come out of this season having not made the playoffs and having not known if Mason Rudolph is your quarterback of the future, it's an absolute fail. This is the time to evaluate if this young man can play. They have to do that. They have to figure it out this year. And so I, I don't want to tease too much of my, my trade show tomorrow, but make sure Kevin – that you chime in tomorrow because that's one of my points in terms of should the Steelers try to trade, uh, you know, make another trade before the deadline. But with that, I'm going to get off the program. I'm going to get a, a, a cup of Steelers Joe. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.